This is episode 158 of the Fearless Launching Show, and today I'm going to present to you a question that might just lead you to your best launch ever. Hi, I'm Ann Samoylov, and I've helped some of the biggest online entrepreneurs and business owners have successful six and seven figure product launches by working in the trenches offline to produce movies, TV shows, video games. I've discovered so many different ways to launch creative ideas. And the question is, do you have to copy what your guru says in order to have a successful launch? Do you have to use their done for you system in order to have success, in order to achieve your goals in business? I say no. This is the Fearless Launching Show featuring myself and an ongoing cast of characters, friends who join me in discussing business, launching, life, and balancing it all and having an amazing time doing it. Let's get into today's episode. Welcome back to the Fearless Launching Show. And first of all, I just want to say that today may very well be the shortest episode ever, but there's a reason for that. And that is, I really want to present an idea to you and have you just go off and think about it and and make some decisions on your own. I don't need to pontificate or preach about this, but it was something that came up this weekend. I was watching a television show. I'll go into that in just a second. And I thought, oh my gosh, that is it. This is such a key piece to having a successful business, to having a sustainable business. And if you can put a little bit of this into your launches, I really do believe that the results are going to be outstanding. And as I thought, actually, about real launches that do happen and do very well, there's already some of this baked in. But the great thing is you don't have to wait until you're ready to launch. You can start doing some of what I'm going to suggest today right now. Okay, so last night I was watching 60 Minutes and restaurateur Danny Meyer was on there. He owns like fine dining establishments that that are in New York City. He owns this larger chain of restaurants, basically called the Shake Shack as well. And he was talking about how he likes to do things differently, how he likes to do things different from other restaurants or the restaurant industry as a whole. One of the things he's doing right now, actually, this is not what we're going to talk about, is he's removing tips from his restaurants. So he's making the food a little bit more expensive. But the reason he did that is because he thought, you know what, the wait staff, the front of the house people are getting the cut of the tips, but the people who are preparing the food, people who are buying the ingredients, who are preparing the kitchen, managing the kitchen, they're not getting anything. And so the if you think about it, what you can make as a waiter or a waitress or a hostess or a bartender, that goes potentially through the roof like skyrockets for potential income, but you're kind of stuck at one level in the kitchen. So he just kind of raised the prices overall and then raised the base pay of some of his employees. That is not what we're going to talk about, but I do think what he's doing is really fascinating. So expect to hear about Danny again. Um, I definitely want to talk to him at some point because he sounds very interesting. Anyways, what I really want to talk about today is something that I believe is the secret to getting more people 
on board, like as followers, as subscribers, as part of a community, and really building something that matters more than just dollars and cents in your bank account. And here it is. This is something that Danny said. He said, everyone walks in to the restaurant with a sign around their neck saying, make me feel important. Ah, oh my gosh. I was like, I have chills just thinking about it because if you think about it, that's what everybody wants. Everybody wants to feel important, feel heard, feel acknowledged, feel like they belong. And there's like an importance in feeling like you belong. And I thought it was brilliant, but actually touching because I thought, wow, you know, when we're a host in the real world, let's say people come over for dinner, our goal is to make everybody feel welcome. Okay. But if you think about a restaurant or you think even about a store or a location or you think about a business, how do we make people feel important? And he actually really dove into this a little bit. And he said, you know, people need different things to feel important and to feel heard, which as he was going through his list of things, one of them, I'll tell you, just jumped right out at me. I thought, wow, you know, that is so true. You know, we're so focused on who is our ideal customer avatar? And that is very important. But I think a question we need to add to our customer avatar exercise is, how does this person feel important? How can we make this person feel important so that we really do know what makes them kind of like shift into just being someone who watches and participates in our business to someone who really feels part of it? And some of those things might include like, This is like me to a T, going into a restaurant and then going into a store. Some people, this is this is what Danny said, but I agree. Some people feel important when they're left alone or not hounded every five seconds, right? So we've all been to those restaurants, we've all been to those stores, we've all been to those places where we were purchasing things where someone was literally all over us and we're like, dude, you better like step back because I'm out of here. I'm not going to drop even a cent if you don't get off my back. So ask yourself, does that resonate for anybody in your community? Is that your ideal customer really? Is it someone who doesn't want to be constantly like, hey, can I help you? Can I help you? Can I help you? Are they perhaps the type of people who like to do it themselves, who like to work in solitude? And how can you make that happen for them? How can you make that a reality for them so that you're like, hey, I know you don't want me on your back every five seconds, so here's here's this. Here, just go download this. Do this on your own. If you need my help, I'm here. Some people feel important when they get to share their stories. I have a lot of people who email me and share with me what's going on in their life. I have a lot of students, customers, past coaching clients who also share what they're going through personally, and I actually love it. It makes me feel important when they share their stories with me. So some people feel important when you remember something about their story, who they are, who they were, maybe how they got over what was going on. So I'm sure that you have people, and especially customers, past customers, if you're a coach or if you have a very high-touch experience you already like to provide, imagine if you just constantly, not constantly, but imagine if you were just to forget what those people were going through. I feel like it's impossible. If you're a coach, if you're a teacher, there are just stories that stick with you. It doesn't mean you're going to remember all of them, but I think that with a little 
kind of practice, we can learn and remember and retain even more of them. Because I think even when you don't say someone's name and you share their story, they know and they're like, wow, that story of mine made a made a mark on them. That makes me feel good. And they're not maybe saying that makes me feel important, but they're, they feel that. They feel important when you call them out like that. Um, some people actually want you to call them out, want you to say their name like, this is this person, this is their business, this is what they do. And they feel an intense amount of pride and joy that you shared their story. Some people feel important when they just connect with others. So do you have a Facebook group? Do you have a community? Do you have a, for a way for people to connect with each other, for people to feel like, gosh, this is the one place where I feel heard because of that connection. And I think, you know, that a lot of these things, you know, as I'm going down through this list and looking at them, I'm wondering, is there a way you can do a mix of these things by how you create your offers, what you put in place in your courses? Maybe your course calls for no community. Maybe you're like, no, this is not a place where we want people commiserating inside a Facebook group. I'm going to leave them alone, but I am going to encourage them to share their stories. I'm going to send them some things in the mail. That's another way I can make them feel important and important to me or important to this business. And you can do a variety of different things. I like to have a Facebook group because I believe that When people are connecting with each other and they see another person, they realize they're not alone. And I think that is key for me. And I think that if you're building, creating, launching online courses, I think that is probably going to be a similar thing for you as well. So some people, again, I'm going to just keep going down my list. Some people just need to be called out by name. This is whether you tell their story or not. And that might mean that you're just on your webinars and you might be like, oh, so-and-so, oh, Katie. Yeah, thanks for answering that question. Calling people out by name, and I think we talked about this in the communications episodes um, a few weeks ago, but calling people out by name is, is one of those things. We like hearing our name. We want people to say our name. And how many times have you been on a live stream where you put a comment? I mean, I've done it even with my friends. I love it when my friend Hillary, when we were when she, when we were in the Periscope phase, when we when I would say, "Hey, Hillary," she and she would say, "Hey, Annie," and I would love it. People love to feel important. So I ask you today on this very short episode of the podcast. the The point here is that instead of asking how to connect. How to reach your audience? How do I grow my list? How do I get more sales? How about we just start asking, how can I make people feel more important? How can we make more people feel more important? And what kinds of things can you do to get your audience, to get the people who are coming to you for help, to really know that they are important to you? And I guarantee you there's going to be such a richness. I don't know if that's really what I mean here, but there's going to be such a stronger connection. You're going to be building stronger relationships with these people. And I think you're going to start to feel more important. And you're going to realize that you are important to these people that you're helping and to the groups of people, the individuals that you're helping. If you start asking this, how do you feel more important? All right. Have a great rest of your week. I know this was a short one, but I hope you enjoyed it. 
And I want to know how are you going to start making people feel more important. My cat likes to feel more important when I acknowledge her with a sock in her mouth and I go out and I say, okay, Cleo, you have a sock in your mouth. You just meowed all the way across the house and you want a snack. So I'm going to acknowledge you and Cleo, she just looked up at me. I'm going to go get you a snack, right, Cleo? Yeah. Or she's just staring at me like, do you want me to talk or something? What am I, your trained monkey? <laughs> okay, guys, have a great rest of your week. And I can't wait to hear from you about this topic. Uh, stay tuned for some episodes coming up, which are going to be more interview style. But we've got one more week of this. And next week's a very important episode. So I can't wait to share that with you. Have a great one. Talk to you soon. Bye-bye.